0: So joining us now, it is the Interim General Manager of the National League, Mark Ives. Uh, Mark, first of all, thank you very much for joining us and taking time out to speak to us.
1: Pleasure, Luke. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. It's been
0: quite a, a chaotic season, it's fair to say, and um, there's been lots of um, lots of questions going on and things like that. And what we want to do is get some answers and break down some barriers and, and, and things like that, really. Um, but just tell us, really how, um, how you got into the role and what your background is?
1: Uh, my background generally, about me within football? Um, yeah. Sure. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I want to sort of in, encourage people to um, support me, but I'll start off by saying I've been a referee for 35 years. Um, <laughs> oh. so, that's not, uh, that may not be a great start for some people, but it's, uh, it's a life that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, uh, And I I started way back, uh, 1985, I qualified um, and I had the joys of two years refereeing on the National League or the conference as it was then. uh, And I've spent nine years on the assistant referees list um, on the Football League. So I've refereed across the board. I was a player. uh, Also, I, I played in the Isthmian League some time back, uh, many years ago, before joining the Army. Uh, and then when I came out of the Army, I picked up the chief exec role at Hertfordshire FA. Uh, spent six years there, moved to the FA. I've been associated with leagues, I've been associated with clubs. Uh, and I spent 19 years at the Football Association, uh, finishing off with um, the last, oh, blimey, 11 or 12 years as head of judicial services in charge of the discipline side.
2: Wow, so it's a pretty comprehensive, you know, football CV. And I think that was something that we were keen to get across. That we we got that sense of that, that um, I know, I think one of the, perhaps one of the criticisms you sometimes hear from within the game is that, is that um, football isn't being run by football people, but I think we can see from your background that, you know, you, you, you are very much immersed, you know, and, and do have that football background, which is, which is obviously great to know.
1: Yeah, football's been my life, Dickie, To be fair, and uh, I'm in a very fortunate position uh, to be earning a living out of it, um, and uh, I'm grateful for that. I'll say this quietly: I would, I would do my role within football free of charge. But I'll, I'll say that very quietly. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's on it, tape uh, now, Mark. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you edit that bit out, you know. Just, um, but, but no, I absolutely love it.
2: I think the bit about the judicial services at the Football Association interested me particularly because I think I read somewhere, is it it potentially that that actually the National League's constitutions and rules actually, you actually helped play a part in drawing those together? Is that correct?
1: Well, I I mean, it's a um, bit of a stretch in terms of me alone, but did I sit on the relevant committees at the FA and with the group of people that are responsible for it? Uh, If I go way back, yes, there was a committee uh, sanctions and Registrations Department uh, that also looked at the rules and regulations across the board. Uh, and have I been heavily involved in in that area of the game? Uh, yes, I have.
2: Okay, no, that's that's again interesting because of that. Um, you know, I suppose in the situation in which you find yourself um, with, with the National League currently, that that you know that that background's that helpful, obviously.
1: Yeah, I'm one of those sad people that that actually quite quite likes getting in, deep into the into the whole regulations of the piece. So there, there are boundaries, and, and, and I agree with those boundaries.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, you have to have rules and regulations in most aspects of life, so football's no different in that respect.
0: Yeah. Obviously, we've heard all the news, and, and and in terms of the voting, um, do you upset the criticism from some parties that maybe the resolution and the decision to vote was rushed, i.e., given the context, maybe the government's plan to publish their
1: roadmap. I don't really. Um, if I take it back to when we, we made the decision to bring the resolution in, we were in a situation where, for whatever reason, um, clubs were in a position where, from a financial point of view, they were struggling and they needed some guidance and some thoughts. And some people, for in, in some cases different reasons, uh, were not being able to, to play. Uh, I I felt that the the look of having some games off, some games being played and the inconsistency of that and the, the high frustration that was being voiced, that something absolutely needed to be done. And um, so if I was to go back, would I do the same thing again? Yes, I would. Uh, something needed to be done. And, and the point for me was that I was getting lots of representation from Uh, from clubs uh, about the struggles that they were having and our focus was to have a position where we had 66 clubs lining up at the start of next season being able to play and the fear was that we weren't going to be able to have that so we needed to do something I didn't know what it was but what I knew was to go out and seek the views of the 66 clubs that we represent and I stand by that
0: so going back then to the start of the season with the grants, I've seen quotes from certain chairmen saying, we assumed we were going to get grants for the whole of the season. Was that the impression you got when you first spoke to the government that you were assured you were going to get grants for the whole season?
1: Well, that I, I, when we say me in that sense, uh, I wasn't party to it around then. I, I've mm. been boarding in this role since the 1st of January. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I... I was aware of how things were going on. Um, and uh, yes, it's fair to say, and, and what I've looked at since coming on board, that the the league, the league officers, the board, um, who I, I do hold in high regard, um, were of the opinion that if COVID hadn't relaxed and we didn't have crowds within the games... Uh, and and fans back in that would there be the similar sort of funding as they received before. Uh, Not only did the league believe it, the FA believed it. Um, So in fairness to all of those parties, they Mm. went forward with real faith in that that was the position, you know. So, uh, and that's what the, the clubs joined and started the season on the basis of. So uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, they were certainly of the the impression as that's where we would be.
0: Yes. It was disappointing to receive that U-turn then where it said it would only be in the farm of loans.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't, again, um, I'm not going to be disingenuous to anybody. That's not my style. Um, I don't believe that anybody has misled anybody. Um, There was quite clearly a misunderstanding along the way where that happened. I don't know. Um, Uh, because in fairness to dcms there isn't any documentation that says loans or grants in that sense so it's just unfortunate that that's where we are but let's be honest we're in a, a pandemic um government are doing a lot across society generally to try and ease the burden for everybody it's a tough tough job and um all I'm focusing on is dealing with what we've got in front of us
2: now. Yeah. I mean, the, the given that, that people were looking for some certainty, well, weren't they? And I think that's why, you know, the resolutions were, were put forward and not a criticism necessarily, but a, but a comment that maybe the that the resolutions were put forward. It was a very binary choice, wasn't it? Which was, it was either we continue or we stop. Um, I know that you're keen to have a, dialogue with clubs and, and clearly the communications you're having with it with a group of 18 clubs from the north and the south about the, their proposal about continuing should suggests that you know you want that dialogue um was there any ever, ever any thought that you know you, you could have anything other than a binary choice of either continuing or or, or stopping or, would, or would, would that have just been too difficult to implement really to take to to, to, to listen to everyone's individual voice
1: well well it's, it's interesting because. The feedback I was getting from the clubs during the time before we made that announcement was, we can't continue, we can't continue, we can't continue. Um, And it lent itself to be that binary choice. Do you want to continue or don't you want to continue? Not one person came to us about an alternative viable option from that at that time, and people were concerned about their own ability to to see season out um and if you have got a concern over whether or not you can see the season out your option is well we'll stop then um so it was it was as binary as that and and do you know what through life just generally 2020 hindsight's a wonderful skill to have uh, uh, I, I just wish people had it sooner because um if they did they might have said something before then um, I still think it was the right choice, by the way. Let's not be confusing on that. But but there was no suggestion of a, an alternative option at that stage. It's only once um, the outcome is known, those that are not happy with it and wanting to carry on now start thinking about, oh, well, blimey, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? It's unfortunate, you know. It, 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 do I think... At that time, under the pressures that everybody was under, it was the right choice to make. Yes, do I still think that now? Yes.
2: I mean, uh, just a, a, a small question onto the onto the end of that one. I mean, would if, if somebody had come forward with an alternative proposal, would there have been opportunity for that to be heard once the resolutions had gone out, or or you know there was there was a twenty eight day period, which I gather was for for legal reasons. Would there have been mm. any opportunity to you know rejig it if 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 somebody put forward a
1: proposal not once it's out i think it's too late um well it's, it's certainly too late because the resolution was out people started voting in uh from day one uh some quicker than others and uh you couldn't have changed changed the position then the one thing that i knew uh was that i knew that it would be a pretty tight run thing anyway by the noise that I was getting and, and when you have that whichever way it goes there is going to be some people that are going to be dissatisfied with it and that's what happens when when you go out to a a resolution that is a tight run thing let's have a look at Brexit it's the same sort of issue isn't
2: it yeah sure now um and I, I suppose it's it's just a coincidence of timing that we happen to be um <clears throat> speaking to you today when I think there's some news broken about the further perhaps advancements in that suggestion about a, a, of a what, what's getting called a mini league between the North and, and the South and I, I gather you, there are probably some aspects of that that you, you, you can't talk about I guess it, the whole thing is you're inviting a proposal because you, you want to know how that would work in, in order for that to take that forward is that right?
1: I see my role to listen to our member clubs all member clubs all 66 of them And we're now in a situation where if you take uh, the 18 that it started with um, of being though wanted a conversation around, is there a possible sporting solution? You've got to take the, the 48 who were in an alternative view. But that doesn't stop me talking and listening to what the 18 are saying. And I think that's only right and proper. There, I'm a football man. We started off this uh, uh, conversation with around my love for the game. And my love for the game isn't sort of just looking at the rules and regulations. My, my love for the game is watching games of football being played. And we are about playing football. Do I know whether there is a solution or not? No, I don't. But until you ask the question and have the conversation, you won't find out. So what we did is that we asked those clubs in what format did they think? But it's, it's important that whatever format they are thinking a solution might be is that we also engage the other 48 clubs because they have an interest in it as well. They are parts of the league. Um, and uh, so whatever the thoughts are, they will be shared with all of the clubs to give them the opportunity to give their view. Uh, I'm not talking about a vote, a resolution. I'm just wanting people to be aware of what is going on. I think that is right. It's not even in the gift of the league, though, to determine what will happen, because the National League system is run by the Football Association, so the resolution has to be approved or otherwise by the Football Association, as would any other possible sporting uh, option. Uh, so we'll go back and we'll take that to to the, uh, the FA for their considerations. Um, so I don't see anything wrong with talking to people to seek what their views are that's not the same as saying that they'll get what they want. So there is no news today, as we speak, um, uh, and there won't be any news until anything goes
0: through uh, through the FA. You, can't, you must have read my mind because the next question I was going to ask about is, is to do around the, the relegation issue. Now, um, from the outside looking in, people would say, well, would there be a lack of integrity in the league if relegation wasn't forthcoming? Equally, you could look at it and say, if you scrap relegation... If there's teams at the top, maybe, say, in playing a team where are at the bottom, you know, they're not going to relegate it. you could send a U team, that could, again, uh, bring into question the integrity of the team. So, for example, are going for the league and they've got to play Boreham Wood away. You've got somebody like Barnett maybe going to Stockport put you can just play kids and Stockport win that 6-0. Torquia will be going, well, hold on, that's not fair. So, where do you stand on all that?
1: Um, the integrity of the competition is really important. Uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, we've all got to play our part on it. Uh, and I would expect the clubs to play their their part on it. Um, You'll you'll forgive me, I won't talk about individual clubs. Uh, I I don't think that would be right to do so, and and I appreciate you not asking me to either. And what I will say is we've got a framework um, that I touched on before, uh, and we'll follow that framework. uh, And where people don't play um, within the framework, we'll deal with it. And that will be dealt with in in an independent position. The issue about relegation, no relegation, is, as we said in the resolution, is a matter for the FA to decide whether that's right or wrong. We can only tell the FA and advise the FA what the views were from the clubs and what what they voted on. So
0: in terms of the communication side, then when you see things maybe leaked On social media, I use the word leaked in terms of I know like you said you've had meetings that private and confidential and then sometimes it comes out on Twitter through unofficial sources, different people, different outlets, things like that. Before it's been officially rubber stamped and announced by yourself, do do you and your team feel a bit undermined in the sense of then people say, Well, why are we hearing this from other sources first rather than the league? What are the league doing? And and almost people tweeting those organizations saying, Have you heard any news?
1: Um Do I feel undermined? Not really. I can't waste my energy feeling undermined, if I'm to be honest, because it takes my energy away from doing something positive. If I feel undermined and get down about that sort of stuff, um, I'm causing myself problems and more angst and everything else. And when actually, if and when that goes on, when people release things that they shouldn't be, that says more about them than it does about me. I can't waste my energy about it. Um, I would much rather concentrate my efforts on dealing with the matters in hand. Um, I can go digging uh, for who do I think said what to whom. Uh, And equally, there's a balance to be played whether somebody has said anything or not. And we've got some um, cute person drawing surmising from a situation and releasing something that they hope might be true. I, I just haven't got the time to worry about that um if I'm worrying about that I'm taking my efforts off off something else
2: coming back to the the question about um engagement with the clubs and you said you you know about having conversations mm. with them which is which is all uh, really good to hear and um and that that question about clubs having um a voice I mean uh, I think there has been perhaps Some suggestion that that there may be the National League rules, constitution, the makeup of the board, whatever might be looked at at some point in the future. I mean, I think one um, obvious one that stands out to me there is the fact that all the clubs in the top division have one vote each whereas it's four votes split between the north and south would there ever be any suggestion of any revision to that in because I, I think that's perhaps one of the um the things that's been put forward when people have been saying about and admittedly it's after the event but when people have been maybe um contesting the vote a little bit but saying that they mm. didn't have a, a big enough voice in it you know would, th-
1: would that be something that would that be considered um i i could never say Never. What I will say is that resolution, um, attempted to address that balance because the whole issue around resolution one and we treat step one differently than step two, uh, was to see whether the clubs wanted to give step two the ability to make a decision on their own back and step one make a decision on their own back, uh, So in fairness to the league, when they discussed the resolution, they had that in mind. Um, And we had to go to a special resolution uh, on resolution one because that's a change to the rules. Uh, And we put it to the clubs, uh, which required a 75% uh, pass on it, on the normal voting as to whether or not we could give step two, the resolution off their own backs. And that passed. So uh, I wouldn't criticise this resolution for it. It, it. Is it something that clubs have voiced in the past, their concern over the 4 um, 4 and one each from the national division? Uh, sure. But equally, it's, it should also be remembered that there should be some form of waiting because if you had one one voice, one vote for everything across the board, um, you'd then be in a position where step two could dictate what happens for step one, and that doesn't seem right either. Um, So there needs to be a happy medium, as far as that's concerned. So uh, again, is it something that might be a discussion at some stage in the future? Uh, We haven't had a debate about it. Uh, My aim for or the league's aim uh, for for this resolution was to see whether or not we could get step two to decide on their own.
2: And I suppose some of that is perhaps because of the, and I think maybe the the differences between the top division and then the north and south have beca- perhaps become more apparent through this process, in because we've got a largely professional top division, but a largely semi-professional north and south. Um, I know some people have perhaps termed it as what they might class as the haves and have-nots or the ones that want to carry on playing football and the ones that don't. It seems to me that perhaps there's been, you know, that that, that there is some division at the moment. So how challenging is, is it going to be in future? And you've spoken about the future, about bringing all those interests back together again.
1: Oh, I think there's two things there. Uh, in terms of the division, is there a difference between step one and step two? Yeah, uh, there is. Um, in the same way as if you look all the way through the pyramid of football and above in the professional game, there's a difference between the Premier League and the Championship, the Championship and League One, League One and League Two. Uh, the, the structure within the National League system, step one to step two, step two to step three, there is a difference all the way. That's, that's the beauty of the game, isn't it? People are trying to get themselves up and, um, from step six right the way through the system. And the beauty of the pyramid of football is that providing you satisfy the rest of the stuff and facilities, you can start at step six and go right the way up to the Premier League. Do you know what? That's got to be right. That's a, that's one of the beauties of our game. What I will say is that it's been a tough year for everybody. Um, so bringing people back together and working in harmony, isn't just a football issue. Uh, that's a societal issue. And, and, I, I think COVID has a lot to answer for that uh, and, and the pressures have come out from a lot of people within COVID uh, and brings maybe the worst out in some people. Um, I very much hope and look forward to the time that we get to the other side of that and we get to the start of the new season in, in, in August and um, we've got fans back in and, and, I very much look forward to the time when I can look back and go, "Do you remember that time of COVID? It was tough, wasn't it?" Um, and we, as we stood on the terraces somewhere, looking and enjoying a game of non-league football. Is there anything you'd look back on and you'd say, "You so far
0: and think, I wish I'd done that differently," or do you have no regrets so far?
1: <laughs> I, I just in life in general, I don't have any regrets. There's no point. I just look at things that um, I can learn from. Um, my tenure at this moment in time has been relatively short. I only started on the 1st of January. Uh, the, n- there's been a lot happen. I, it's fair to say, from from mm-hmm. January 1st to, to now. Um, but I might look back on things in six, nine months' time and think, oh, I wonder if I could have done that. Uh, but at this moment in time, no, not really.
0: could write a book on this when you're done, can't you, out, yeah, I suppose?
1: <laughs> there's another thought. Maybe I should do that. i've often said you wait till you read the book
2: (laughs) it might be suggested um by some people that that the national league as a product has has perhaps suffered some reputational damage through all this that you know it's perhaps being perceived from the outside uh, and, and i think it is an outside view that um that um things have necessarily been handled very well but but the product itself of the actual National League, I mean, that, that that's clearly something that you have a confidence in and, and that you represent. So, um, you know, how how easy is it going to be to go about that sort of process of just, um, I guess, building that reputation back up again a bit if, it, if it's taken a knock or two?
1: Yeah, look, has football taken a knock during this uh, and not just the last recent months, uh, ever since COVID come in, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it has, and people draw their own perceptions. Um, they draw their own perceptions with the limited knowledge that some people may have, and it does become just that—a perception rather than what is the true position. Uh, I know, and I've read some quite horrible things about individuals uh, in the media, which I I find quite frankly distasteful. Uh, and unnecessary, because i've got the privilege of working with some really, really good people, um, both in my, my my team within the office and the executive and the board uh, and and some good true um, honest hard working individuals who have got the interests of the league at heart and I said earlier, you know when we we spoke about the funding that they moved forward on the understanding that they were going to be in a different position than we actually are now. And they were doing everything they can for the best interest of the, of the 66. So I have no problems with, with that. I just wish people would not be individually personal about things by all means, disagree, by all means challenge. That's how you learn. Um, and that's how I learn by, by listening to challenges and, and thinking about how we do things. I just don't think you gain anything by being personal against people. Um, so people will draw uh, opinions about the league, uh, of what's gone on and how they could have done things differently. Um, it, is, it is that opinions. I respect people's opinions. I'm in a privileged position where I can see the detail um and I take a different view
0: just to add to that quickly do you think that goes back to the question I said earlier then you know with, like there is a lot of tittle tattle on social media do you think that causes that sort of hatred sometimes do you know what
1: social media is fantastic it really really is um but sometimes it it can destroy things as well can't it because the I, I am one for yeah. advocating talking to people uh and would I get rid of social media no I wouldn't um do I think it could be policed better and looked at uh, and people act a little bit more responsibly? Yeah, I do. And um, so it's just the downside of opening up the ability for people to to communicate. And some people like to be uh, antagonistic and some people like to be supporting. And some people like to be, um, some like to be controversial and some like to be constructive. Worlds full of different people. And I guess that's why we uh, we get on so well.
0: Well, Mark, uh, once again, really appreciate you taking the time out to speak to us today and out of your busy schedule. And um, yeah, thank you. And I'm sure we'll, we'll chat again when things are a lot easier in, in the world. Yeah,
1: I hope so. And, and Dickie, thanks for your time uh, and good luck with everything.